On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today on the Choose to Think podcast, we are discussing the willpower mindset. Now, this is a mindset that that allows us to persevere when we don't, quote, feel like it. Ever been there? Of course you have. So have I. And the, the willpower mindset is tied directly to the expectancy mindset. And I would love to read to you a little bit or just kind of share with you an article that I that I have from Mel Robbins. And she is a fairly well-known speaker and author. And she kind of coined that Five, four, three, two, one, go. Do you remember that? She talks a lot about that. That little five, four, three, two, one, go. That dialogue that she has with herself or that little technique that she uses actually helped her work through helped her work her way through depression, anxiety, and general inertia in her life. She's very interesting. I've I've seen her interviewed and she has a and you know her own business and everything. So you can find her on YouTube. But it's interesting to hear her story about the impact that five, four, three, two, one, that five second rule, she calls it, it's attributed to her that that has actually had on her life. And she talks about, you know what, you're never going to feel like being motivated because motivation doesn't just come and then stay for the rest of your life. It's something that we have to really, really foster. And it's tied directly into this willpower mindset. And she, in this article that I have, she actually, and this is available on her website. Matter of fact, I have the link to the article in the show notes. She actually talks about the brain research behind motivation and how you can actually switch on your brain or turn on your prefrontal prefrontal cortex and her five second rule is actually a form of what she calls metacognition which is kind of like a way of tricking your brain into uh, in order to achieve what you're actually trying to do and so she says that research shows that 40 percent of your day and mine 40 percent is spent on autopilot which means you're operating solely out of habit. And that kind of makes sense. You know, the alarm goes off or you wake up, you get up, you go to the restroom, you go put your coffee on, you let the dog out, you, you know, so many things that we just do habitually on autopilot. We don't even have to engage or think about those. But what, what you know, the point that she's trying to make is that so many of our habits actually are not serving us. And you're, you know, we're just, we're doing mindless things 40% of the, of, of the day, or could be that much anyway. And our brain loves 
habits. It loves to keep doing the same thing. So sometimes it feels a little more difficult to break out of those habits because other things that may, that we may want to do could be scary or hard or really kind of uncertain for us. So our default habits, those things we do over and over and over again, of course, they're going to seem just really safe and easy for us to do. But what we want to do is to switch on our prefrontal cortex because that's the part of our brain that's involved in all kind of decision making, that process, any planning, working toward our goals and so forth. So we want to turn it on. All right. And she talks a little bit about, um, about momentum and control and that actual control that we have. And I'm reading now from this article. It says, quote, research shows us that those with an internal locus of control are happier, in better health, more likely to achieve at work, and have lower levels of anxiety and depression. And the more often that you use the rule, that 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go, uh, the easier it becomes to actually keep using it and keep feeling a sense of control over your life. She talks a lot about activation energy. Sometimes we think that we, oh, you know, I have to be motivated. If only I were motivated to do this. And, and, but really what happens is that once we start in that direction, once we do the five, four, three, two, one, go, once we start and we, it, that energy is activated, that is when the momentum comes. So the momentum comes after the actual initial action. And that's simply the principle of momentum. It's that activation energy. But again, sometimes if we don't switch on our prefrontal cortex, then our we're just going to do the same old things we're used to doing because they're easy and safe. So the concept here is to, to get that willpower mindset in full play and to find that motivation, we actually have to start first. And then the principle of momentum, it's that it, it'll spark. That spark that we get is going to be what keeps us going. There's this progress principle. And this is, she quotes some research from Harvard Business School, which demonstrated that making progress, even in very small ways, is the actual key to productivity and happiness. We have to just get started, take that first baby step, light the spark, four, five, four, three, two, one, go. No debating, right? No debating. If I start debating whether I want to mop my floor, I probably will not do it because why? It's a little harder and no, I don't want to do it. So there's no debating here. We simply train our brain to do what we're going to set out to do without debate. We get going, then the motivation comes, and then we're retraining our brain to actually have that as our default mode instead of just this mindlessly doing things, uh, you know, and just autopilot. No, we interrupt that cycle. That's what we want to do. And because we want to create these positive feedback loops in our brain, all right? We want to have a positive habit loop in our brain so that we're doing habits that are productive and healthy for us 
our actions that we take actually are producing new behaviors. And all of this is actively involving our brains. So if we have negative habits going on, then all we're doing is actually increasing the cravings for those objects. For, you know, food is such an easy example to use. If, we, if we're craving something to eat or let's say ice cream, right? Like, oh, I'm just thinking about ice cream. I'm thinking about ice cream and that's all I want. And the cue might've been that I was hungry or I'm bored or I'm, you know, wanting to drown my emotions in some food or some want to escape or whatever it might be. Maybe I'm looking for comfort and I go to the Snickers bar. Well, if I do that a lot, I'm training my brain to just keep doing it. And it becomes this habit in my brain. And my brain gets very comfortable with that. And, and it likes that. And it's fine with that. And so I have to do something to break that particular negative feedback loop and habit loop in my brain because what is the reward for that you know so I go to the freezer and I get the ice cream the reward yeah I get some instant reward and gratification from eating that and yeah maybe I can check out for a while and yeah I don't have to feel my emotions and feelings and work through them and yada yada but what's the end of that well I'm just going to end up in this loop of craving more and more food every time I'm in this scenario of trying to process uncomfortable emotions or when I'm looking for comfort or when I'm bored and want some distraction. So it keeps me stuck in that. So the purpose here of having this willpower mindset is to disengage with that and all those negative habits and start creating new positive habit loops in our brains so that we have different rewards. So in this case, let's say even making a different food choice. Let's say I said, mm, okay, I'm going to choose something that's healthy for me, like maybe a, a few raisins or possibly I'm going to do a, you know, have an apple, something like that, or drink some water, have a cup of green tea, those are blueberries, all these things that are so good for my brain. And, or if I have healthy snacks, maybe baked snacks, not fried and, you know, all of those things, you know what the healthy foods are. Nobody has to tell you what the healthy foods are really. But if I start developing a habit where when I get the cravings like that, I go, I make different choices, healthier choices, then, and that's going to increase my cravings for those objects, right? Not the Twinkies and the cake and the ice cream, but instead for healthier objects. And so what, what is the reward? Well, I'm getting that instant gratification and that reward as well. But on top of everything else, I'm increasing a quote craving to feel healthy and to make healthier choices. So I get to choose that. I get to choose whether I'm going to go for ice cream or for a little box of raisins. That is my choice. And what I choose most often is going to be what my brain becomes familiar with. And in order to break out of that, I have to start making better choices. And I have to really focus on what I value in life and how I'm characterized in life. That will really help me get there. So I start developing a bias toward taking action and toward taking, you know, engaging in behavior that is healthy and beneficial for me instead of something that is going to be harmful and addictive and make me feel much worse in the long run. Now, uh, 
so she concludes this particular article and again this is mel robbins saying that that every time you feel yourself shifting into that autopilot like you know you're thinking oh i need to go run at the gym or i'd like to do that because i value mobility i value exercise i value flexibility with my body i value you know the endorphin those feeling good that i have after i run and and so instead of debating that you need to begin to engage Get away from autopilot like, eh, I'll do it later and all those thoughts that may get in the way and instead shift onto autopilot and count down 54321 to bring that awareness to your mind and then immediately act. It's not just 54321, it's 54321, go. And then you do that which you, which you know is going to be healthy and beneficial for you. That's how you um, create the motivation in your life. That's how you take control and start making positive decisions and take back control of your life and push yourself into a healthier direction and what happens on you know in the end of that is that you are going to feel much better your that motivation comes after the action the more you do the right things the more you're going to want to do the right things you're trying to lay down the pack of cigarettes well five four three two one go you don't go pick up the cigarette pack or that cigarette, you automatically train yourself to do something different. You have to do that over and over and over again. You know, even in discussing this willpower mindset, we we can all come up with excuses and thoughts that we may engage that actually take us into the absolute wrong direction. For example, we may have thoughts about giving up or quitting and because let's face it, some things for which we're trying to be motivated, to which we're trying to exert willpower are extremely difficult for us. Certain addictions can can grip you around the throat and basically take take your breath away. So it's not easy. And there is a philosophy or a strategy in some self-help programs and 12-step programs. It's called the white knuckling method. And it's like, you know, I've done everything I can do to, to get through this and to not give way to my craving or to this addiction. And so you're at the point where you're just like, mm, I don't, I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to white knuckle it until this sensation and this drive and this desire goes away. And you just grit your teeth and you say no to whatever it is that's got you gripped so, so much. And, you know, it's ensnared. But along the way, we want to be mindful of our thoughts. We want to choose to think. We want to engage thoughts that actually help us to increase our, our willpower and help us to stay motivated. So let me give a few give you a few thoughts that you may ha- that you may have had even in your life that I'm telling you what if you focus on these thoughts then you probably you know where's that line of motivation? Where is the willpower? You you're defeating yourself if you're having these thoughts or making these excuses. For example, I can't do this anymore. Well, you know that I'm a Christian and I don't see anywhere in the Bible that it tells me that I can't do something. And I'm talking about within reason here. But if I use what God says about me, what God says about himself and what God says about this situation, then I get a totally different perspective of I can't do this anymore. Matter of fact, Jesus said or God, you know, in the word, it says that there's no temptation known to man that that we can't overcome and that that spirit won't help us to resist. So. 
of course I can do this anymore. But if I keep telling myself that I can't do this anymore, like I, I just can't, I quit, I cannot do this anymore. Well, you're right, you won't and you can't. So we have to be careful of making those excuses or saying and engaging and energizing those thoughts because they lead us to a place where we get trapped and we feel really defeated. And do we feel motivated? Of course not. Okay, here's another thought. I'm not I'm not good at this anyway, so what's the use? Let's say you're wanting to try something new in your life and you know it's going to require a lot of willpower and gumption and and discovery and research and trial and error and consistency and time, investment. It's going to require a lot from you. Maybe it's a goal that you have, something you want to maybe you want to run a marathon. Well, if if you if you kind of say or maybe you want to learn a new skill like playing pickleball you know i play pickleball and and i i had a lot of defeated thoughts at first because these other players i was playing with they were so good and they were spot on and i'm like man i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to play like they play and and i was telling myself that and my confidence went down and and i i felt intimidated and i just thought oh I can't get this. I can't get this shot. I'll never learn. Am I ever going to learn that? You know, those kinds of thoughts. And I had to stop saying those because the more I focused on those thoughts, the worse I felt. And I kept myself from trying and doing my best and making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. So that's another excuse. What about this one? Nobody cares. It doesn't matter anyway. Sometimes we say that when we're trying to do something that, that we want to you know, that maybe it's a goal in business that we have, like starting a podcast, for example, and we think we have a story or we maybe, maybe we have an idea to, to create jewelry or do, you know, step out in a new way. And, and, but then, you know, it gets hard and maybe we don't get likes that we want, or maybe nobody seems to be listening and, and, and we come into the room and we're all alone and we just think, mm, nobody cares anyway. What's it worth? What does it matter? It doesn't matter anyway. Those are self-defeating thoughts. And if you don't know your why and you, and you can't stick to your why of what you're doing, then you're not going to have much motivation to continue. But you need to bust out of some of this toxic thinking because it will not help you to stay motivated. It will not help you with your expectations. And it will certainly not help you just to keep the willpower power going and to allow you to persevere even when you don't feel like it even when it seems too hard and and you're just you're like man I don't feel I don't feel like doing this anymore you know that's a really really dangerous trap so I would encourage you to reframe your thoughts figure out what it is that you're thinking around something that you'd really like to achieve in life, a goal, a a hobby, some target business plan or adventure that you have. And then and then if it's something like a new habit that you want to establish, maybe better eating habits, better health, then employ that that fast action step of five, four, three, two, one, go. Anytime you hear any of these thoughts scrambling around in your head, de-energize them by not debating them, not engaging them, letting them go and replacing them with, with thoughts that are true. And that's what will help you to turn the corner there and 
and set out in a way that you're learning new habits, you're literally changing your brain and you don't have to stay stuck in those old habits, in the old mindsets, with those old toxic thoughts, that dialogue running in your head all day. You do not have to stay stuck there. You can step out of that. You really can achieve your dreams. So dream big. What are your dreams? What do you want out of life? What is your purpose? What are you working toward? Where are you having fun and just kind of taking a bite out of life? Have you discovered that? Have you found that? And how are you serving? How are you giving? What are you contributing? Because everybody has something to contribute everybody and it will be unique my mom makes napkins she has made napkins for she hand stitches napkins and she loves doing that she picks out her fabrics she she spends a lot of time stitching like around the edges of those she, you know cutting them out all of that from start to finish and then she gifts them we all have napkins and so forth so I would encourage you to find out what it is that kind of energizes you and maximize those things in your life and then step out unabashedly without fear, step into that calling and who knows what will come as a result of that. And Rebecca, I see that you have walked into the room. In a nutshell, I went through the willpower mindset, which allows us to persevere when we don't feel like it. So I talked a little bit about you know, feelings and toxic thoughts we have when we really debate about, oh, should I do this or not? Should I go to the gym or not? Or should I eat this carrot instead of this ice cream cone? And, you know, those sorts of things. So I isolated a few thoughts centered around that. And then I spent a lot of time uh, kind of rehashing a Mel Robbins. I'm not sure if you've heard of her, but an article that she wrote, which I, is referenced or will be referenced in the show notes, but she developed that strategy, that five, four, three, two, one, go strategy. She's, if you haven't heard of her, she's very interesting. She has her, of course, her own ministry or her business, I should say, and YouTube and, and all of that. And I think she may do some coaching. And so it, the, basically I went through that article and talked about some of the brain science behind motivation and how the motivation generally comes after the action. And I also discussed positive and negative feedback loops in the brain that centered around habits that we have. Talked a little bit about just white knuckling it when sometimes, you know, forget all the thinking stuff, just white knuckle it and make your way through whatever it is you're trying to get through, especially with some things like addictions and that are just excruciating to break free from. It's just a, you grip it and you just white knuckle it because by golly, you're just gonna, you're gonna endure this uh, discomfort and muster up that kind of white knuckling type of willpower. But I just want to ask you as I, as I close this out, if you had any preconceived thoughts or if you had given any thought to the whole willpower mindset, anything that you want to share so I can, I can highlight you as a guest, um, on the show. I love that. And just to let you know, so it was Mel Robbins that really got me started on my path uh, three years ago. Oh, wow. And I, I know. I love her stuff. I love, um, you know, the, I've, I've listened to several of her audiobooks, and the journal that I use every day is her five second journal because I love the science behind all the parts of it. 
and it just, um, if you haven't checked that out, that's another awesome um, format for journaling. But, you know, speaking about that willpower mindset, and and I, I appreciated you even, because pre- bringing up about addictions, and because sometimes I feel like I can look at things very, uh, from a, uh, an easier standpoint in that, I've not had to deal with something like that. I've had to deal with people that had those issues, but um, but fortunately, I haven't had anything that I've, um, except maybe you know Fritos or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> but but I, I just wanted to share. So I had been sick for the last couple of weeks, and last week especially was harder. And I am recovering and feeling, it's just the, you know, a terrible cold kind of thing. But used to, I always would go, oh my gosh, I don't feel well, so I can't do anything. I can't do any work. And that's okay, because I just don't feel good. But what I I found myself doing was, all right, I've got these obligations. I've got this purpose that I have um create, you know, revealed in my life. And I know what God is really wanting me to do in my life. So I'm going to do what I need to do every day. And then I've set a boundary around my business for myself. And I thought, oh, that's a way of showing that self-love and self-care by stepping back and saying, wait a minute, I, I, I could push myself, but I know that's not healthy. Or I could just do nothing, and that's not healthy. So I, I really love where God has me right now in understanding that I can continue to strive toward what I am doing and needing to do, and yet I am able to then step back and say, okay, it's now time to rest. And that's really what I wanted to share with you today, and thank you for giving me that opportunity. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for stepping in and sharing that little bit. And I also see, Monica, you have come into the room too. If you have anything to share about the willpower mindset, now's the time. You have the mic. I would just say that um, willpower is also something the Lord is working with me on, (laughs) especially concerning my diet, my eating habits. And and I'm changing my the words that I speak out of my mouth because I used to always say I don't have any willpower I don't have any willpower I can't stop eating this chocolate cake you know yes (laughs) but um I'm reframing my words you know how I um put say things out of my mouth you know because the world was framed by speaking of the word so I have to frame the world that I want to live in and so God is teaching me that Uh, right now during this season and so my mindset is um to the point where just do it you know just do it anyway I might not feel like it um you know uh, I might be afraid just do it so I'm I'm learning that mindset to just fit faith over fear and just stand up and just do it and um with my eating habits, I, I hear the Lord speaking to me, even though I want to be rebellious, you know, sometimes the flesh wants to be rebellious, but I just, um, I'm learning to just get up and I'm starting to pray more. You know, my, I need to just learn to get up from the table 
<laughs> and just pray because I that's when the Holy Ghost is speaking to me. So, so my mindset about willpower, I'm learning to gain that strength and faith over fear and learning to hear from the Lord and just do it. Thank you for this opportunity. Yes, and that's amazing because part of what I was discussing earlier was all about those thoughts and what we're telling ourselves and the impact that those thoughts actually have on our level of motivation and on our willpower. So the the example that you used is so good, Monica. And I actually talk a little bit about food food issues and hangups almost all of us can relate to. And so that it's such a good example to use because, you know, I'm looking at the milk duds versus the carrot sticks and okay, you know, I which way am I going to go here? And so we all kind of have to, you know, we, we all can relate to that. And but I gave a, a list of several thoughts that we have that could be considered toxic thoughts. And like you said, our words are so powerful. And and, and we end up like that expectancy mindset, what we're actually saying, we're kind of expecting. And so if we think we can't, we can't. If we think we won't, we won't. It's, it's real interesting how we vet out, our brain tries to prove our words right. And our, our bodies follow suit, our behavior follows suit on that. And so I gave a list of some toxic thoughts that were centered around the willpower mindset or, or what might be prohibiting us from from engaging and from motivation because the motivation comes after the action. We think we have to be motivated to go do laundry. Nope. If you go throw one piece of, of dirty clothes into an article into the washing machine and then suddenly that's when the motivation comes. So it's that moment of actually starting, not debating, not engaging our brains, but that five, four, three, two, one, go that Mel Robbins talks about that we, you just do. It. And like you said, Monica, you just do it. I'm not going to debate anymore. I'm not going to, I'm going to speak life over myself and over my scenario. I'm not going to debate it. I'm just going to do it. And so some of those thoughts were, you know, that are defeating, like, you know, I quit. Nobody cares. This doesn't even matter anyway. What's it really matter? You know, we can say, start saying things to ourselves, or this is too hard. This is just too hard. Or we could even justify and say, well, look, I've done so well for so many days. So I'm just going to you know, give myself moral licensing here to go ahead and eat that bag of Cheetos or whatever. So you're, you're spot on. I think our thoughts are really, I think it starts with our thoughts and our mindsets erupt from our thoughts. So if we're trying to develop this willpower mindset, if we're trying to be self-motivators and so forth, of course, relying on God in all of this. But if we're doing that, the, the our thoughts have to come first and then our mindset kind of follows suit. So such important uh, comments that you both have made. Thank you so much. And and let, let's go ahead and just for my recording, if you want to tell everyone where we can support you, you all are like regulars on my show now. So everybody's like, oh, there's Monica, there's Rebecca. So, so Rebecca, where can, where can folks go to support you or find you? Again, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Rebecca C. Wilcox, and, uh, just reach out to me and we can, uh, we can connect that way, which I would always love to do. Thank you so much, Victoria. You're welcome. And how about you? How about you, Monica? 
And I'm Monica Thomas on all platforms, and um, the Lord is still working with me, but hopefully soon my book of Af- affirmations will be out soon. So pray Ooh, for me. Ooh, that sounds interesting, Monica. What's what's that about? Just like affirmations from the Word of God. And, nice. And you guys are the first hearing about it. I haven't spoken it anywhere, but I'm speaking it out my mouth today in the name of Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, good. Okay, so it's a done deal now. We know it. You have you have now declared it, and that's the first step. So, or one of them anyway. So, good for you. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. We will look forward to um, walking through that with you already, because I'm actually writing a book too. So, you and I, we're gonna have to. Rebecca, are you writing anything now? Do you have a book? I'm doing an outline for. Uh, which I don't know if this will stay with it, but how Becky Byte found her voice. And that's because that's what I call my my tips and videos is just a Becky Byte. Um, And... um, and then I've also just finished writing a um, an ebook on radical shifts, flip the switch on your limiting beliefs, plus tap into your divine purpose. Wow. And I hope for that to go live um, in July, by July 7th. Man, we are some awesome women right here. I got to tell you, this is just awesome. I love it. So my book is a devotional. It's called Choose to Think, How to How to Live Your Best Thought Life Every Day. And so it'll be 365 devotionals. I'm almost halfway there. And my goal is to have it ready by Cyber Monday. That's my goal. So we'll see. I'm trying to write um, two devotionals a day in order to get to reach that goal. But anyway, hard stuff. But man, we're just going to have to have one episode, I think, about about maybe about writing and launching her book and putting it out there and how to do an ebook maybe we'll do something funsy like that that sounds like fun and it'll keep us keep us you know accountable and and excited about this so all right ladies well thank you for coming in and stepping in you always provide value and and something more interesting than maybe what i have to share or take us in a little bit of a different direction so i really appreciate that so have a great afternoon all right god bless you all And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.